once again for our, you know we have so much fun finding people out in the universe that just have a sports bonded background in one way shape or form and maybe sometimes it isn't always what takes place on the field well maybe it's kind of on the field but you know we, we've uh we've talked to hall of famers and pitchers baseball players football players, nfl players you what, name it what do we got in the store tonight greg we've got the best alumni from the buffalo bills cheerleading squad and she was just representing at the Super Bowl, so we got Elizabeth Morgan joining us live. A very lovely Elizabeth Morgan. Welcome to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. How are you? I am great. How are you guys today? Hey, we're living it up in West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's actually uh, kind of warm here. Are you still in Buffalo? I am. No, I'm actually Canadian. I'm one of the only Canadian Jills in history. So I actually live across the border, close to Toronto, Ontario. Mm, yeah, it's what? cold here today. It's really cold. How, how is it? What's the temperature there? It's always cold I, in Canada. It's the temperature is cold. <laughs> <laughs> Just cold. Yeah. It seemed to get colder as the day went on. We had a snowstorm today as well. And I'm thinking, man, it was kind of nice. It was cold in Vegas, but it was nicer than it is here. It's However, I mean I, I cheered I cheered in the cool. CFL, I cheered in the NFL up here, so it's no difference really. I'm not in a skirt outside, so I'm happy. <laughs> I, I Biggie, uh, you know, sometimes we call you Canadian Biggie. So do you know if it's like 20 degrees Celsius, is that hot or cold? That's decently warm. Is it? I don't know. What's Celsius? Oh, like? yeah, what? that's. I'd be in shorts Celsius in that weather. All I know is yeah. zero is freezing. Yeah. So he, he's the closest we got. So he, he used to live in North Dakota for about a decade. So okay. we have nicknamed him Canadian Biggie. Um, so that's his <laughs> handle for the show, but, uh, he's as close as we're going to get to your weather and he's all about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I, so, Hey, how was uh, the Super Bowl? So what was it like in Vegas? All I saw was all the private jets and the amount of traffic coming in and out of there. Like if there was a city made for the Super Bowl, it seems like it was Vegas, but take us through your no, week. She gets to go to the first ever Super Bowl in Vegas. The first one, because they're going to have more for sure. Yeah. How was the experience like? I am telling you, it was um, mind blowing, to be honest. I've been to many Grey Cups. I've even coached at Grey Cups, uh, coached cheerleaders, obviously not the football players. Um, but it was just incredible to see the amount of energy that was in that, that, um, uh oh, stop. Did you lose me? No, you're good. Oh, you can hear me? Okay. Um, it was incredible uh, to see the the amount of hype that was happening in a city that already has so much energy 24-7. Um, the thing that struck me the most was when I woke up the first morning uh, there after arriving the night before, and the sphere had been transformed into 24-7 Super Bowl yeah. images. It was just beautiful. Um, and then to see people wandering up and down uh, the streets in all of their football gear. And I mean, I was getting go Bills from Bills fans, and I was saying hi to Steelers fans. Fans and just it was incredible to see how much love people have for this game and this particular game itself. So where where'd you stay at while you were out there? I was with I stayed at a couple of different places. There were four of us uh, that came to represent Buffalo, and we joined up with a number of alumni from all the other NFL teams. So it was a, a reunion for all of us. I was with one of my girlfriends from Buffalo, and we were at the Trump International. Uh, Trump was actually staying there when we were there, so that was an extra thing I'd I'd never seen as a Canadian uh, to see kind of what goes on security wise uh, around that. 
And um, I also stayed at an Airbnb with another friend of mine who's a Jill, who's down there for longer. She's doing some charity work uh, for a while. So she's down there for a little longer. Um, I was close to the strip, so that was really cool. We walked down the strip and we were able to see the media row and see where all of the shows were setting up. Um, we saw all the different um, hosts for the different shows. And um, yeah, that, that was a great kickstart to the weekend for sure. Did you uh, encounter any celebrities on the strip anywhere? Did you have any any uh, flashes with greatness like that? Uh, we encountered a number of celebrities at the charity events that we were working at because they were VIP uh, charity fundraising events. So uh, there were some celebrities. There were some big business people there, lots of players. I believe there were about 200 former NFL players at the one event that I worked at. Wow. So I met quite a few uh, that night. Um, all really wonderful gentlemen and really happy to continue to support their teams and really cheer for their teams and represent their teams after retirement. That was really special to see. Um, and then, of course, you saw all the, the media around the big stars that were there. Um, we had a few of them at some of the events I was at I didn't get to see all of them because we were stationed at different parts of the events and we were volunteering our time to help uh, raise money for things like um, at-risk youth and things like that so this is a two-part question one how long did you cheer for the bills and secondly <clears throat> how did they go about the process to determine who was going to the Super Bowl for each team yeah do we have what it takes like how do we <laughs> Guys, how do you look in a jersey? <laughs> Put a Bills jersey on. Um, we, uh, I cheered for the Bills for two years. I was captain in my second year, which was pretty special as a Canadian to be given that designation as a line captain. Um, and uh, I cheered for the CFL for four and a half years before that. After I was with the NFL, I went and worked in North Carolina doing some Arena 2 work. And then I actually directed the UFL Hartford Colonials uh, for a season as well up in Hartford and the Western University dance team, which is here in my hometown of London, Ontario. So I've been all over the place coaching since, and I'm very thankful for the NFL experience because that's what springboarded me into these other things post-retirement. Um, as far as how we got chosen to go to the Super Bowl, I'm not really sure. I know that uh, some of us are very active alumni with the national organization. It's called uh, National Football Cheerleaders Alumni Organization. I've been very active since 2016 with that organization we have reunions every two years you guys would like this about 500 former nfl cheerleaders come together for the weekend in any given city uh so it was hosted by the jaguars last time which was two years ago in jacksonville so we all went down there together and we are all going to boston this summer to uh, be hosted by the patriots to have a, a great weekend all together all right. So you, you dropped a lot of experience in that resume building just now. How many years of cheerleading do you have and where did it start? Or is it like cheerleading slash dancing, like just a little bit of, on how you even got into it and how many years overall do you have? I, I can't even count the number of years, but I have been a dance teacher for many, many years. And I started dancing when I was three years old. So I've been taking dance my entire life. Um, I actually went on a whim to audition for the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL. It was a snowy day. I didn't have to teach dance class that day. And I thought, I'll just drive to Toronto. I saw this audition online. Maybe I'll just go and do it. And I made the team and I fell in love with the world of football and professional cheerleading. And what's really beautiful about that style of movement, it's a little different than all-star cheer. We can combine things like classic jazz technique or um, in some cases, we even did some contemporary or hip hop technique 
technique, but still doing stunts and still doing uh, some of the tumbling uh, passes that you would see in all-star competitive routines. So I really like the style of choreography itself. I love the kick lines too, the drop splits, all of that stuff is so showy and it's like very American. <laughs> so I enjoy that. My first coach was actually, uh, sorry, that's my parrot. He thinks that he's in this interview as well. I thought um, it was a cat at first. I didn't know no, what he's I heard a, something. He's a 35-year-old blue and gold macaw. Well, you, you, uh, wait, wait, wait. Gave him a photo. How, how old did you say? <laughs> how old did you say? He's 35. Holy crap. What's the life yeah. expectancy for a parrot? 50 to 80 years for this type oh, of parrot. I would have yeah. never guessed that. Yeah, I I adopted him six years ago from an elderly couple. They couldn't take care of him anymore. The husband had cancer and they needed a home for him. And so I adopted him. So have you ever had any experience taking care of wild birds before? I have, yes. Okay, <laughs> I've had the number of parents. Yeah. I would have never known the life expectancy was like that. That blows there my mind. There you go, guys. Facts that you need to know in a given day, right? I like <laughs> to learn something new every day, and you just did it. It's not just the we don't know sports podcast, it's we don't know <laughs> anything about parrots either. <laughs> You guys are. Funny. What's its name? His name is Oliver. Uh, and he, I, I had a parakeet when I was like eight years old named Oliver. See, are you serious? We can be okay. friends. This is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. I do have another question. I know you got the background on blur, so every now and then when you pick your hand up, I can't see. But you got—is that a football ring? What is that? That is a football ring. This is the only one in Canada, actually. See, this look. is my, this is my um, NFL Bills ring. It has there my name go. on it. That's sharp. So where and how did you come about getting that? Uh, that is part of being part of the National Cheerleader Organization. So being an active member, um, a number of us have been uh, given the opportunity to have these rings. So I'm very, very proud of it. I actually wear it on every game day, Bill's game day. So no matter where I am, this ring goes on if it's game day. And it seems to be a good luck charm. So to this day, you're still diehard Bill's every Sunday. Diehard Bills. Uh, behind me, you can't really see it, but I've got a whole mantle full of Bills um, memorabilia. My Christmas tree is a Bills Christmas tree. Um, I wear Bills gear every game day. Uh, yeah, proud Bills fan. I'm going to be honest. I, I was really high on the Bills yeah. in the playoffs this year. I feel like they're <laughs> peaking at the right time. And here we are with the damn Kansas City Chiefs again, ruining all of our lives. Yeah, you guys let you know us what? down. I was having nightmares about that game. I knew all season long. I was like, that's going to be the game. That's going to be the game. And sure enough, that was the game. So yeah, maybe next year we can hope. That's so the famous last words for Buffalo is maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. The years you've spent with bills, who's your uh, favorite player that you've interacted with cheered for your favorite all-time favorite bill. My all-time favorite bill. Honestly, I haven't um, interacted too much with him. He was at the Super Bowl, but Doug Flutie, obviously, um, nice. I love him. He loves to dance too, right? He was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. He was a quarter. He Oliver agrees. <laughs> there's he was there's a Oliver for again. the um, for the uh, Toronto Argonauts as well, and so yeah. I kind of followed the same career path that he did. So I have a, a little fondness for him. Did so, he play a good bit with the Argonauts? Yeah. yeah, he was in the yeah, CFL for a while. Yeah, yeah, because he, he was too short, you know, to get yeah. get a, a job. Well, then, but everywhere he went, he won. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, who he, was, he reminds me of. He reminds me of uh, uh, not douchey Baker Mayfield. Right, like, he's an undersized guy that can do a lot with these. No, legs. but like he always fought his way and won the game, and like he always proved <laughs> he belonged no matter what league he was. Except, in. except. That's true. Or whenever he played for Boston College and played West Virginia University, yeah, yeah. our our, our yeah. school, because we don't I'd, count that. He was zero and four against us, unfortunately. 
Yeah. You know what is funny too, when I was uh, directing in the UFL, he was actually color commentating in that league. So there's been three different leagues that I've been part of that he's been part of as well. Was That's that, is that the, the league that was uh, like 2016 or something like that? It was, I uh, know it was 2010, was 2009, 2010. Wow. It was a while ago that I think there was five teams. Sacramento was the first team that we played. And I remember that game vividly because Denzel Washington was on the field beside me because his son was playing against us. Oh, and wow. I had to tell my girls, stop, stop staring. <laughs> Don't try to take a picture. We are doing a job here. Yes, it's Denzel, but you need to leave it and you need to do your sidelines. So this is not training day. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, what's, what's the other one? It, it, it could be anything. Yeah. I think it's okay if they wanted to check out Denzel. That's, that's yeah, I, th uh, you know, I think it's fully acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, you got to give and take sometimes. <laughs> I was a strict director. That was our first game. We had to, these were green girls who had never been in that kind of league before. So we had to make sure they were understanding their role and fulfilling their responsibilities in a professional way. So, yeah. Like you're, you're in the grind in this. Like, it's amazing. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I had expectations about like the story and everything that you've been involved with, but you know, we think cheerleading, yeah, you did it a couple of times, charities and organizations, things like that. But like, no, from the CFL to the NFL to the the United Football League that a lot of people don't even remember. Like you're you're out there hustling. Like so, like you you really do have a passion for this stuff. It's a lifelong passion. It will never stop. You know what was really cool at Super Bowl? We got invited. Some of us were uh, guest listed to go to the NFL Player Alumni Super Bowl private party. Yeah. And so uh, invitation only, right? Invitation only. Top of the Mandalay Bay. Um, nice. It was beautiful. And what happened there, which I've never seen before in my life is um, the hosts and one of the executive from the NFL player alumni actually got on the microphone, announced that we were there, thanked us for the work that we've done on and off the field, and then handed each of us the mic to talk about which team we had cheered for. And I thought, I've never seen that respect from the players themselves right in a, a public forum like that or you know in front of other people just saying, you know, thank you for being part of that game day experience and for all the charity work that you've done. That was really really memorable and special. So the video that I saw uh, of you out there on the stage with the Bills jersey, they announced you. What was yes. what, what event was that? That was the NFL experience. So I got a chance to get drafted by the Bills, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. as quarterback. And how many Heisman <laughs> trophies did I win? Number guys? one, right? <laughs> Number one. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. We also did a, um, a sports cast when we were there. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, and, and I have the video of that too. And we had some other video experiences there. I was really impressed with all the tech that they had, the technology and the really cool activities that they had part of the NFL experience. Uh, well worth uh, doing if you ever get to a Super Bowl. So did you, I'm assuming you stayed for the game, correct? I, you know what? I did not. I was, I was going to ask because like, I know the the tickets and the availability, like there are people that are like a list that were like, I can't go. So, I mean, I, I get it. All right. So crazy. you didn't get to stay for the game. Did you have a rooting interest in the game? Uh, I did not really. I, my friend is a former director of the 49ers cheerleader. So I did have, and she was there also with us. And so I did have sort of a, an interest in seeing them pursue and win, but um, really because my bills weren't there. I mean, I had right. hope until the last minute. You, you they might be as going. a bills fan root for the chiefs, right? I'm the same as a Raiders fan. I can't root for the chiefs. Right, exactly. It just can't happen, right? 
So, um, no, I know a lot of people that were there until the day of the game, like myself, and then we had to come home. We had responsibilities and the tickets were $12,000 each. I ran into a group of guys, lovely gents from London, England. Six or seven of them came over for the game and they each paid $12,000 a ticket. And they went to see you too at the Sphere the night before the game and paid seven or $800 a ticket for that. And that was just a weekend trip for them. You only so live thinking, once, right? I True, but I'm like, I don't know what world you guys live in. But yeah. All, more power to you. Enjoy the I game. did hear that uh, Britain's about to go into recession, so it's all their fault for spending all that money for the Super <laughs> it's Bowl. Their fault, that's right. Uh, I, I, I would love to go to the Sphere, though. I'm not even a big U2 guy, but that that looks incredible. And what, what's it like? I know you didn't get to go on the inside, I'm guessing, but just the outside of it when you're coming. Can you see it from the plane or anything like that? that thing looks massive. I couldn't see it from the way our plane came in, but I could see it from my hotel room every day and uh it is just fascinating it's beautiful and they have an event that you can go to that isn't a concert it's just kind of like a, a tour and an experience right. so that is reasonably priced and uh it's apparently phenomenal two of my friends went when they were there so yeah it's really cool it's like a 360 you know concert experience um yeah like being I, in Vegas, Vegas does it better than anybody else. So I, I hope that thing makes money. <laughs> so maybe more of them might pop up around and uh, so, you know, it's so not just Vegas. Quick, and I'm not trying to make this about me, but I'm kind of pissed off the fact that you have the Chiefs and the Niners, two of the Raiders' biggest historical rivalries, playing in the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I mean, come on. He's been holding that in this entire interview and he just had to let it out. He couldn't let it slide without at least going on air. I, I get it. I'd do, be mad do you feel too. better now, Greg? Are you okay? I, a little bit, but I'm like, <laughs> they're in our stadium. It's no wonder we let the Chiefs use the, the high school field because that's what we do as rivals. We don't you don't get our grade A facilities. Sorry. I'm, I think I'm done now. It's all because it's okay. they buried that flag under the stadium. <laughs> yeah, so good, Greg. I had to let it out. So did you get right. to go in the stadium at all, like for the, the week or was everything? Because I know Vegas with the hotels and everything, like you probably don't have to, but I was just wondering if you got a chance to even go to the stadium. I, I went past it a number of times, but, uh, and they did have tours on the one morning, I think two days before the game. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do that because I was working at an event elsewhere. So um, I did not. Um, what's ironic is we were supposed to have our cheerleader reunion there uh, when the stadium first opened. That was supposed to be our next reunion hosted by the Raiders. And then COVID hit and everything got canceled mm, and yeah. delayed. So I'm sure we'll come back at another time. And what happens at those reunions is we usually have a gala dinner right in the stadium. So I'll be able to see it. Yeah. One day. <laughs> that, that made me think of uh, maybe my most interested question for me personally, Vegas has amazing food out there. So is there is there a, a place you got to go to that that stood out or is there a place that you really enjoyed as far as the food scene? I'm a bit of a foodie, so I'm just yeah, curious. Me too. Well, we had an event that uh, some of us were working at called Taste of the NFL, where they had all the top chefs from around America. Each chef was paired with um, a football hall of famer or legend, so to speak, um, and then paired also with an alumni cheerleader and people could buy tickets to that. So you could experience all of the most famous chefs food in sort of like a tapas format nice. uh, throughout the day while meeting your favorite players. So that was probably the most exciting event that I would say was foodie oriented. 
It sounds like Epcot Center, but just yeah. NFL. Only exactly. <laughs> exactly. Disney's food's trash. I'm it's sure. Only this Mickey is Mouse. You've got the the players to look at. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that's good stuff, though. I mean, that that's you see, that's the experience of the Super Bowl. Like, there's not another event like this, and that's awesome. You got to go experience. I mean, you got you got this for life. Like, you'll never forget. I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. And I actually look forward to doing uh, more work like this at the next one, if possible. Um, if if I'm given that honor and that opportunity, then I'll certainly go. It's so worth it. It's um, it's worth the time with the women and uh, and the, the teammates and the sense of camaraderie. And it's just worth it to explore as well different cities in the U.S., right? Like next time it is in Louisiana, that'll be Again, oh, that'd be amazing. Exciting and a different. Fun town. It's a fun we, town. You gotta, you gotta say it. Of- you gotta say it for us. Say it. Come on, Nolans. 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 Yeah. There you go. Japan and the français aussi. There you go. Oh yeah. That's no fair. She's Canadian. She's got a head start. You know how us lazy Americans are. We only know English. We're not very good beyond that. You guys know Spanish too. That's your second language over there. My sister speaks fluent Spanish. So transversely, I know know, uh, your your bebe cerveza. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Very good, Greg. (laughs) You can teach now. All right. (laughs) Might as well enjoy it while we got it. uh, So uh, are you, are you very far? How far are you from Buffalo now where you live in Canada? I am about two hours from the border and I used to commute to Buffalo most of the time when I was cheering. Sometimes I would stay there for a few days at a time, Um, but I was running a dance studio here. So I was back and forth. Luckily, my hours were flexible because I was an entrepreneur. So um, whatever was needed to be done, I was there for it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm also that far from Detroit. So I'm equidistant to both borders, which I really like. I like traveling into the States and I can go either way. I think we're heading back to Detroit this summer, actually, for uh, we go to Lake Erie every year for a fishing trip and we rotate between Detroit and Cleveland. And this year it's Detroit. Nice. And uh, they were playing the Blue Jays. Yeah. uh, Last time we went was Detroit versus Toronto. There was a lot of Canadians in our section. We sat in the Toronto's bullpen. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I am a big fan. What's your take on poutine? Okay, I got to tell you a story. So I'm also a teacher. I, I teach French. And uh, I did a unit up about the poutine with my kids. Because oh, nice. it's a Quebecois dish. It can be, you can have dessert poutine. You can have uh, poutine that's vegetarian. You can have poutine with different types of meats. Um, uh, like pulled pork poutine. You can have Asian poutine, Mexican poutine. I got to hear you about the dessert. Guys? Fill me in on the dessert. Yeah, I don't know about the dessert, dessert one. So instead of um, instead of fries, you have like um, uh, little cakes, little pieces of cake, and then chocolate sauce on top instead yeah, of. I'm thinking like churros, but that's too cream. Mexican. Yeah, like churros, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It does. Sounds I, amazing I've, and really, I've been really telling everybody you guys. <laughs> about how great poutine is, and not everybody realizes exactly what it is. And the other, thing, I would have never known though, because I just think of the the cheese curds and the gravy and and but. Now she says there's all these different levels to it. Now we gotta go. Now we gotta go to Canada. You gotta go to Canada. We have restaurants that are just poutine restaurants, and you choose your hundred styles of poutine. It's don't be don't be biased. Don't be biased. What's more fun to visit, Toronto or Montreal? Montreal, definitely. I've heard heard better things about Montreal. Montreal is like going to Europe all of a sudden. It's just beautiful. Old Montreal is just has beautiful architecture and artistry and music. I've gone there for the jazz festival a number of times. It's uh, it's 
a very artistic town. Yeah. See, when, when I had an employee, uh, a coworker of mine went up to Montreal for work and they were talking about the cobblestone streets yes. and the fact that no one there wears like a hoodie and shorts like we would down here. It's all button downs and khakis. And that's the normal dress attire for Montreal. They have quite a sense of style. They're very European in their style, the way they dress. And you can find also uh, down on those cobblestone streets, lots of buskers. So like mimes and jugglers, and yeah. it makes you feel like you're in France. It's very cool. And the hidden bars, right? I've heard about that too. And yes, now, that too. Yeah. What do they call those? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. So you like <laughs> stop, you like knock and say New England speak glam chowder. Speakeasy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I haven't been to one, but I have heard about those. Yeah. I have an off the wall thing I want to bring up just because we're talking about Montreal. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you know the story or have you seen the Netflix documentary that is Canadian based a certain regard called don't F with cats? Oh no. No, I have not. It was like a four part thing, but anyway, they're, they're trying to find like this uh, serial killer in Canada. It started with cats. Yeah. It started with cats, but they're, oh they're, they're looking at screenshots of like where this guy was at in Montreal and like looking at street signs and tracked it down. It was ridiculous. And I'm, he's right. Don't watch it. It's very depressing because it's a yeah. horrific story. It was one of those COVID shows and yeah. you had okay. nothing else to do. You know what I mean? Tiger King was over. We yeah. had to go somewhere else. <laughs> the next thing. Oh, sorry. I missed it guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's okay. It, it was that guy that mailed like a hand or something to Canadian parliament that one time. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Mm. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I try to steer away from that kind of stuff, guys. I'm all about the positivity and love and yes, amen. We, we need more so. of that. We need more of that for sure. <laughs> if you've been an NFL's <laughs> life group, I agree. We need more love. Oh, I could say that too. Wow, yeah. it's scary sometimes. Yeah, social media is toxic. It is. <laughs> you have to be very careful with what you post and what you comment on. I think. I know we're pushing the, uh, right, the so, hour here. So just a couple more questions. We, I mean, sure. so, uh, I mean, we're, what time, what, what time we got here? We got a few minutes. So yeah, uh, we have time. just, uh, we, we've covered a lot of stuff, but I mean, you're so involved in everything here as far as the choreography and the cheerleading, we would like you to give a shout out or like uh, whatever plug you got, <laughs> get it out there for the group so we can uh, get it out there on the show. Let us help you. <laughs> what would you like me to give a shout out to? I, I want to give a shout out to my NFL alumni cheer sisters. Uh, just a, a phenomenal group of women. These are women who are educated, accomplished, they're worldly, they, they're caring, uh, like I said, positive and supportive of one another. That's a, a really special thing to have at this level. Uh, it seems to me that the sense of competition sort of fades as you reach this level. And it's more about as I said before, camaraderie. So I want to give a shout out to those ladies, especially I got to say Mickey and Terry, those are the ladies that head our organization up and they organize all of these events for us, uh, Super Bowl, the reunions, all of those types of things. They work tirelessly to make sure that these things happen and that they happen in a, a really suitable professional way. Ah, that's, that's all good stuff. Let, let me ask you one more question and we'll let you go. But I know over the years, cheerleaders at the NFL level, a lot of times, you know, mired in controversy over how much they were getting paid. So you're, you're involved in a lot of groups here. Is that, I, I have no idea. Has that landscape gotten any better for your, your contemporaries now, or is that still something you guys are fighting with? 
That's a good question. At the moment, we don't have any Buffalo Jills, current Buffalo Jills cheerleaders. We have decades of alumni who are very dedicated to what we do. Uh, but at the moment, that situation is somewhat unresolved in Buffalo. Um, I know that a lot of the other teams have resolved any issues that they had. Uh, you know, there were lots of things that went on. Um, personally, speaking from my personal experience, and I'm, you know, we knew what we were walking into. We were given contracts. We were given the opportunity to have them reviewed. Uh, most of us went to cheerleading because we either love to perform, we love to network. It's a springboard. It has been a springboard for some of the ladies into the entertainment industry. Um, myself being a dance teacher, it was very inspiring for me to be out there performing and learning things to bring back to my kids. And uh, I just I just really had a great time and, and the money wasn't an issue. Most of us had full-time jobs already. So it's kind of like, if you really want to do this, it could be a good part-time job if you do a lot of the appearances and sell a lot of the swimsuit calendars and whatnot. But for most of us, we're like, we were there because we wanted the camaraderie and the experience. And um, it definitely, definitely delivered on that front. Uh, I, like we've been hearing the entire time, look at the memories this has given you over the years. So I, I'm, yeah. I don't want to be a cheerleader, but I'm jealous. You know, you, you got some, <laughs> some cool stories. That's, that's good. Hey, stuff. there are male cheerleaders now, guys. You could join a co-ed squad. I, you, you know, it's not so much about up. the, uh, the gender equality as it is just my physical conditioning yeah. ability to coordinate <laughs> things. And I, I have no rhythm. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll second that. He doesn't. Point uh, yeah. taken. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Elizabeth, we appreciate you giving us time today and, uh, you know, just uh, appreciate the stories, everything from the Super Bowl week to just some of the stuff you experienced uh, and then even uh, Montreal. You know, that that's a place that we all got to get to. So we appreciate you giving us time. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Merci beaucoup et à bientôt. What'd you say, Biggie? <laughs> Have a good evening. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Bye -bye. I said thank you very much. Right, thank you. And, uh, we'll see you later. We'll Have see a great you soon. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Go Bills.